Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Hello, good evening, and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. And I am Anne Scantlebury. And for the next hour, we are going to be bringing you the best in video game news, reviews, and gossip. <laughs> um, you know, after last week's eSports special... Yeah. Mm, Radio 5 Live this evening at half past six, we're talking about esports for half an hour. Yeah, they've probably, they've probably seen our metrics from last <laughs> week, seen our numbers. Were they yeah. cribbing us? I don't know what's going on. I, didn't, I, actually, I was hoping to listen to it on the walk here, but, uh, but oh, didn't. Oh dear. I know. So I don't know what they were up to, but if anybody was listening, uh, email. <laughs> Just yeah. with a transcription. We'll read it out next week on the show. Actually, I mean, I do listen to Radio 5 Live enough that I do know that their text address is 85058. Should we text them and say... Well, people should text them and say, back off. <laughs> well, can we text back them and off. ask them to text us back some esports facts? <laughs> Have you uh, done any esports investigation after last week? Because no. I, left, I left last week's show so energised so by our new esports correspondent yeah. that I was like, oh, I'm going to spend the week... Watching some of that eSport, but Which, then it, I didn't. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Because I took the opposite, opposite approach of, like, well, hey, we've got an expert now, but I really don't, really don't need to know anything Relax. about it. Yeah. yeah, no, I didn't look into anything to do with eSports this okay. week. What did you look into? Give me a list of the things you looked into this week. Oh, so this week I looked into how to fly a hawk. What? Uh, okay. Yeah. Tell I, me more. Um, yesterday, mm-hmm. I went to a hawking centre. <laughs> okay. Is that what they're called? Went I think to a, so. a bird place? I think a hawking centre. You went to a yeah. hawking centre uh, and you hawked. And I, hawk, I, I had a hawk on my arm yeah. and then it flew off into the tree and then I got out some meat and I went, here's okay. a little bit of meat. Wait a second. Does that fit with your, your, you know, your newfound non-meat? I don't non-meat eat meat. Yep. But <laughs> it's normal for animals to eat meat, especially okay. birds of prey okay. who eat meat. Yeah, but you it's didn't think about jo- waving the corn sausage around. No, it's my choice not okay. to eat meat. It's not their choice. You didn't talk to them about it when they no. were letting go. Also, I don't really mind what other people eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing to do with me. Good. Uh, yeah, so I had a hawk on my arm for a bit of yesterday. It was brilliant. I also found out a great fact about another kind of bird of prey, which, if we're running out of content later, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, what have you looked into this week? 
What have I looked into? I've been Your playing, soul? Uh, I, I lived life as a YouTuber yesterday oh. uh, because um, Dexter uh, was showing me a lot of um, YouTuber videos in the morning. Uh, so I watched this and I, I was just dumbfounded about the sort of stuff that goes on, really. It's so mundane and ordinary. And, mm. and yeah, so took Dexter out last night and we filmed every moment of it and then we put it on YouTube and by the time I left work this evening it had 53 views I know it's alright do people like enjoy the last of me because <laughs> I'll be uh, moving to a house that YouTube built <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's what I've been investigating. What about you, Steve? Well, we looked into streaming, didn't we? On oh, yeah, Friday we did, night. Yes. God, we've been very modern, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, oh I, f- I feel like Hawking is. It's the, the three, isn't yeah. it? The big three. The <laughs> streaming, YouTube, how can and we combine Hawking. them? Uh, yeah, we, we uh, streamed from Marioki the other night, courtesy of One Life Left's technical director, James Scott, and it was quite exciting. Okay. Yeah, it was quite. We, we managed to get some views. Right. On the That's what it's Facebook all about, Live. I believe. A lot of it was us watching it on our own phones. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally yeah. fine. Good. Still counts. Engagement. You had a special way of engaging with the listeners, didn't you? Uh, y- viewers. Sorry. Viewers. 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 Uh, so I wrote a sign that said, hello, internet. Okay. And then I held it up in front of the webcam. Yep. Uh, and then someone replied and said, hello, piece of paper. Very good. Yeah. No, it works. Yeah. It works. So that's exciting. And hopefully we will uh, stream the Christmas party. Whoa. Which we'll talk about more later in the show. Crikey. Anne. Yeah. News. On Monday the 13th of November, I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. Telltale Games has let go a quarter of its staff. The 90 members of staff were laid off as part of a comprehensive company restructuring. CEO Peter Hawley thanked the former members of staff and said the company will focus on developing fewer, better games with a smaller team. Telltale makes episodic games including The Walking Dead, Minecraft Story Mode, The Wolf Among Us and Guardians of the Galaxy. It said future releases won't be affected by the staff reduction. Good luck to everybody involved. Okay, I have two things to say about this. Let's start with number one. Number one, I'm, I was quite surprised at this news because I've heard nothing other than, you know, Telltale Games are really good and they've been doing quite well. On the other hand, I saw someone uh, on my Facebook stream going, yeah, told you this was going to happen, wasn't surprised at all. Are you Facebook friends with Pete Hawley? Because <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> do you know Pete? I do know Pete. Do you? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just funny to see why. Well, obviously, it's, not a, a, it's bad for everybody affected. Um... Uh, but it's funny to see because he's recently taken them over, and yeah. then just it's funny to see him sort of pop up like that. And you calling him Peter, Anne? I'm very formal in the news, okay. especially yeah. when it's serious like this. Um, but but Telltale have you know uh, made such good games recently uh, from the outside, and, and um, from the outside, and yeah. I think before Pete, uh, so we can say this. I, I felt they were beginning to stretch. They were really stretching themselves. Is that right? Um, they were, well, I felt they were um, spreading themselves far too thinly in terms of the devices that they were supporting and the IP that they were doing that actually their games themselves tended to become so formulaic that you didn't, I mean, genuinely with the, with the Batman, um, uh, the first series, mm-hmm. uh, I downloaded it on my Android 
um and i didn't touch the screen for the first five minutes and it was doing things like going it was it was playing it through as if you'd actually interacted with it which i thought this is i mean i mean they've never really been sort of full games have they but uh yeah i thought that was taking it a little bit too far super into one of them though i really enjoyed the first walking Walking dead Dead, yeah yeah. i I, but then because um well again they should have given me this job um (laughs) The devices that they've been supported have meant that the engine that they've needed to build it on has had to be to all things to all people. So it's been quite shonky on whatever you've played it on. And mm. actually going back to the original Walking Dead, that was one of the, the first games. You know, Telltale had been around for a while. They'd done Back to the Future and Jurassic Park, all sorts of games. But this, it was Walking Dead that really uh, set the tone with the moral choices and uh, mm, Steve will remember that <laughs> uh, style uh, prompt or comment. Um and so they 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 made this big thing about oh you know this game will react to your choices and then uh, they deleted uh, I, well one of the save files became corrupted and one of the suggestions That's was right. just to randomise all your decisions all, all the way through and I thought well if your official customer support is suggesting that you just do it randomly then it doesn't say a lot <laughs> for your storytelling abilities does it. Um, but yeah, I I, I don't know because um, the Wolf Among Us was uh, critically acclaimed but didn't sell particularly well. Um, I played Guardians of the Galaxy and yeah, I, I don't know. It's they just seemed more exercises in holding right or reacting to quick time events mm. than than actual sort of puzzle solving or anything like that but you know hopefully this will make them leaner and stronger and yep i've still bought batman year one on the switch which will be arriving on friday ea is by respawn entertainment the development developer of titanfall next on the south korean publisher of the titanfall mobile game initially put in an offer that ea had 30 days to match or exceed ea has announced during the acquisition that respawn has three games in development a new titanfall game a star wars game and a secret vr game and how much does it cost for all of that just 151 million dollars in cash up to 164 million dollars in long-term equity and a maximum of 140 million dollars in performance milestone payments crikey just to go back to that comment about batman i so i turned it off after five minutes on the mobile phone and thought this was terrible then saw on hot uk deals that it was 19.95 instead of 30 instead of 39.95 <laughs> on switch this friday so i thought i'll have that oh, just goes to show you there's something going on there yeah. Isn't there yeah performance related milestones they sound thrilling yeah and have you got any of those at your job I haven't been there long enough to find out. Okay. Or... Maybe that's a milestone. (laughs) Be there long enough to find out. Yeah, $140 million in performance milestone payments. Have we got any any more EA stories during this news? I like how you have to scroll ahead despite the fact you've written it. (laughs) Yeah, I wrote it. No, no, that's it. Okay. Because they are getting a load of stick at the moment, aren't they, EA? Are they? About your Star Wars Battlefront 2 in-game currency... It's going to take you 40 hours to unlock Darth Vader. Steve, you won't be playing Darth Vader on Friday I when won't. the game comes out. I absolutely you won't. You have to wait until at least Saturday. Unless, can you buy this in-game currency? Well, actually, that's the thing, you can't. Okay. Not the, not the currency, or not the credit uh, that unlocks the major heroes, so... So, it is then a badge of honour to it's a, yeah, well, play it's as a Darth. Progression, but the uh, community manager's been having a go at everybody on Twitter. It's the most downvoted Reddit comment. Really? In history. Is that true? Their response, yeah. Oh, it's all been kicking off, so I'm surprised that didn't make the news. No, uh, I don't... I, no, you don't? No, I just don't. <laughs> okay. so, it just well, sounds like uh, didn't... People... Um, what's his name? Zambrella uh, make a comment on Twitter 24 hours before this was announced. 
did he? What did Something he say? Something like, I think, I just walked over a pile of treasure to open a loot crate. Did he? I think he wrote. Hmm. Yeah. If I was him, would you have called up Nexon and said, can you make a bid for us at this price and we'll split We'll split some of the money? If, if EA were obliged to match... Yeah, just keep... <laughs> Nexon. <laughs> Sticking, how much was it? How much did they buy it for? Well, like, in total, loads. Okay, so oh, yeah, next one. Can you offer loads. loads for us and we'll give you some? Yeah. Wait, well, 151 plus 164 is two, 315 plus 140 is 455. Right. It's unbelievable that we're not millionaires, million. isn't <laughs> it? Or arrested. Our next one in the market for radio shows. We'll sell. On the list of enemies you probably don't want to make, the makers of the Humvee have got to be up there. But Call of Duty publisher Activision has got on Humvee's naughty list. AM General, the maker of the stacked road machine, is suing Activision for using the vehicles in the Call of Duty games without paying for the privilege. They say Activision has deceived customers into believing AM General has something to do with the games and that the use of a Humvee is a key selling feature of the games. Looking forward to see how aggressively this plays out. I was just thinking during that news story whether we should... um extend the news bed but that ended perfectly didn't it yes mm. uh that's an oversight then isn't it so did, did activision do this deliberately what use use, use humvee it? without permission so, i mean i don't play those games so i don't know what cars are in them uh, when i was reading the story it looks like so they've been in talks recently about this and the talks failed which is why they're now moving on to suing them but it looks as though they've is that either how talks work yeah <laughs> if uh, if our talk goes badly yeah i will see you okay um so it looks as though they were using Humvees or things that looked close enough to them that people would assume that it was a Humvee. Right. So it, so it worked. So even, yeah. even Humvee thought, Humvee like, hang on, on a minute, but it, are we it, in this? It's probably, I think that they also may have used Humvees specifically in it as well. And apparently people climb into the vehicles and do loads of things in them. And mm. So it is integra- an integral loads part. Loads of things. Like, like what? Sitting. Yeah, that's one thing. Uh, driving. That's two. Uh, looking is that is that loads now? Three is I guess I guess we're in the, in the I would say four is three is a few still, okay. isn't it? One couple, few, and then loads. You need one more. Shooting. There we go. You were <laughs> loads right. Of loads things. of things. Uh, yeah, and they're like, guys, you can't just go around using our stuff without giving mm. us a little mm, little true. kickback. If I was Humvee, I would have started painting all my Humvees Call of Duty wise, put the logos on them. Would you? No. <laughs> but that would be an idea, though, wouldn't it? If they've just been doing it anyway. But maybe they don't want... Maybe what they're <laughs> don't like... Want to don't, don't, do I don't it. want anything to do with you. I completely understand. It's a tale of two very different delivery experiences when the Xbox One X launched this week. Argos kept its promise of delivering at exactly one minute past midnight, making sure recipients wouldn't miss out on a second of sweet 4K play. The delivery offer was a trial, only available to a selected number of pre-orders in London zones 1 to 5. Drivers were sitting outside waiting to deliver bang on time. On the flip side, many Amazon customers were left disappointed. Pre-orders of the special Project Scorpio edition of the console haven't been delivered. Yeah, it sounded like a right mess up, didn't it? I was. Do you, you have any Twitter? Do you have any, ex, any friends on Twitter who are who are Xbox men? No, or ladies? No. Mike Chuzzle, he's an Xbox man. He is an Xbox man. Hmm. And did, I didn't did see he, anything? Did he? Well, presumably he got his. Did <laughs> yeah. he? We did see him on Saturday. We did. Right. Was, was he carrying an Xbox uh, One X? He was asleep. Okay. Saw him on Friday as well. He left really? before Mariaki. Oh, I didn't see. Him. Yeah, he was doing that. Anyway. There. 
Uh, yes. So lots of people were very upset that they very didn't angry. because they'd pre-ordered them pre-ordered. well in advance. Yeah. But then it turns out that some people who pre-ordered them less in advance had got theirs. Crikey. And then they hadn't got theirs, and they were very sad. But Xbox One X is still sold exceptionally well, so, you know. 40,000 copies in the UK over the weekend. Seems quite a lot. It is quite a lot. It's what the Switch did week one. Really? Yeah. Huh. I know. And you can carry the Switch just in your bag, and you cannot carry an Xbox One X in your bag. I don't understand it. Completely accurate. Um, On prodering, Mm. so I prodered for the first ever time uh, for Mario Odyssey, okay. which went really well mm-hmm. because Odyssey is brilliant. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not against the idea of prodering again, but I saw people on Twitter. So uh, Odyssey came out on a Friday yep. and I saw people on the Thursday playing it because they prodded from somewhere. Shop 2, apparently. Right. Or the game collection. That's who I've prodded Skyrim with. Really? I'm hoping to be playing Thurs. So should you not prodder from... Amazon. If you want it on release day, if you want it guaranteed on release day, usually Amazon are the way to go. But I understand Shop 2 and the game collection are very eager to post their, right. Right. their things. Because, yeah, Amazon had got it on release day, no problem. Mm. But it wasn't early on release day or anything. Yeah. yeah. game, aren't they? Mm. Um, but well done to Argos for making people sit outside your house at midnight, just waiting to knock on your door, give you a little present. Would right you have answered time. the door at one minute past Absolutely midnight? Absolutely not. My mum has <laughs> a Hang on a minute, you've been sat there for ages. <laughs> Come on My mum doesn't answer the door after dark, and I okay. think I'm with her, like, no. Right. If I don't know who you are, I'm not answering that door. So midnight. Did she get her Xbox One X? <laughs> no. She, she made the man wait outside. And finally, Nintendo said a forever goodbye to Miiverse this week. The social media space for 3DS and Wii U launched in 2012 and shut down for good last week. The end was marked by Nintendo with a mosaic saying thank you that was made up of of community posts. Nintendo is due to launch an online service for Switch next year. It's a Miiverse, it's a U-verse, it's a Gomverse. So that's sad for 3DS users, of which there must be some. It didn't last long, did it? No. Five years. How long did did home last? Yeah, maybe longer than that. Maybe. I'd say, yeah, did Yeah, loads mm. longer. Yeah, who would thought? Uh, I never used Miiverse, did no, you? No, me neither. What, when we played something at yours ages ago oh, online, yeah. yep. uh, and people, we saw people's messages and they in a game and they were funny, that wasn't anything to do with Miiverse, was that it? That could have been the first Splatoon on Wii U. Might have been, yeah. Hmm. But that's nothing to do with me versus. No, maybe if we'd had more to do with me versus, it wouldn't be shutting so soon. Yeah. Well, but they've not replaced it with anything for the Switch. Well, this is the question: is is uh, Switch's online service going to duplicate me versus functionality? And if so, will it be available across 3DS? It's a good question, Steve. <laughs> it's a good question. Well, I mean, it's all caught up with, with, I guess, is there a future for the 3DS? Is there going to be a follow-up to that? They because still release games. A game's coming out mm. soon, isn't there? There's a mm. Mario Party game coming out mm. soon on the 3DS. Because what's happening? Has but, nobody told the 3DS people that the Switch is out? Well, the, the, you know, Nintendo always said, this. you know, the fact that the th- uh, the Switch is handheld does not mean the end of the, the DS line. It does, as far as I'm concerned. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't see how these things these things double up, really. But also, what if you love 3D and you can't... Switch doesn't have 3D unless you move it really fast in front of your face. 
Wait, maybe the S in 3DS stood for Switch all along. <laughs> what if you tried to attach your Joy-Con to the edge of your 3DS? Have Would you that- tried? It'd have to be one of those big ones. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Anyway, I am, are you excited about the online service, Simon? Because we're both big into Switch at the moment. All of us are, yeah. I think. So, like, but we know that we're going to have to pay for the online service, yep. aren't we? It's, it's £20 a year, isn't it? I'm fine with that. Uh, I'm fine with that as well. Um, You'll get some free games, won't you? Yeah, but the question yeah. is... Because um, they talked about them being online versions of Nintendo Classics, didn't they? which they've just mm. published separately themselves. But maybe they've published them separately themselves to say, hey, look, this is worth eight quid. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. So, And then they'll be, they'll be, you know, uh, well, what would they be? Mario Brothers with an online leaderboard. A little bit like the mini games in, um, in Odyssey, I mm. guess. Which, you know, I think that's, that's good. Happily, uh, what if can... I don't want my leaderboard to be associated with anybody who I don't know? That's fine. On Odyssey, you can have a look at your friend's leaderboard as well. I don't well. have any friends. Well, then you'll have to make some. Okay. Because otherwise, I don't quite understand what your question is here. You well, don't want it to be anyone you don't know, and also you don't... Well, yeah, but if I were to add some friends, yep. I have one friend code that I can add at the minute. Okay. Um, but you're choosing not to at the moment. Yeah, You're currently. keeping them waiting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Interesting. Who mm-hmm. is it? Can't tell you. It's Keith, isn't it? No. Oh. Uh, but if I, if I was to do that, I don't want... I don't want anything to do with people from outside. That's fine. That's the purpose of Nintendo's Franco system is that yeah. you can keep it locked down to just people who you don't know if you want. Uh, sorry, who you know if you want. And um, that's up to you. You'll have to put in the cumbersome friend code in order to uh, <laughs> find out who it is. Uh, will you add me? I mean, will you give me your friend? How do you find your friend code? It's on your Switch. It's in your menu. It's, on your, it? it's on your profile page. <laughs> What's your avatar on Switch? I can't tell you that. Okay, thanks, Anne. One life left video game news with Anne Scanfordberry.
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. Uh, that was Lamasaurs and Shadestorm. It's from chipmusic.org. As so much of our brilliant music is. Uh, we were quite away. We were away for quite a while then. Because uh, we're trying to get in touch with our Skype guest. We are. We? we spoke to him briefly, didn't we? And then Skype failed us. What happened was you said, and this is Steve and Anne, and we went, hello, hello, and then... Gone. Maybe he was starstruck. <laughs> I didn't realise that Steve and Anne were going to be there. He's ringing could us be, now. Should we just pull be. straight on yeah. air? Yeah, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's try it. All right, all right. I'll yeah. put the laptop up. Okay. okay. There we go. Okay. Here we go. Hello? David, hello? hello. Can you hear yes. us now? Yes, I can hear you. We're not uh, sure what I happened there, so. um, but uh, we had you online and then... I don't, I don't know. Maybe my, my connection? I don't know. Okay, well, just to let you know that... Um, Prior to, prior to this, when we had a little chat, you weren't live on air, but you are now. So you're, okay. you're broadcasting to the whole of London, the whole of the internet, and then on Wednesday you'll be podcasting to everybody's ears. <laughs> I should introduce you properly. David, thank you so much for joining us. It's David Nadal. You're one of the founders of Eden Games. Are you Eden Games or Eden Studios? Uh, at the beginning, it was Eden Studios, but we changed the, the name to Eden Games. So okay. Both names are okay. Now it's Eden Games. Great. So tell us a little bit about Eden Games. So Eden Games, basically, it's it's a studio we founded in 1998. Um, uh, it was uh, after the success of uh, Virali. Uh, we made um, uh, this game uh, for PlayStation in 1997. Uh, so uh, since then, uh, Eden Games have been uh, concentrating on uh, on making console uh, console games uh, on the, um, uh, co- um, mainly racing games. Uh-huh. Uh, so we made uh, V Rally two three. After that, we uh, switched to uh, Test Drive Unlimited. Uh, so the Test Drive franchise, we uh, we have been asked and uh, we had the honor to uh, reboot the franchise. Right. Uh, so we. We um, we called it uh, Test Drive Unlimited. Um, so this was in uh, 2004, I think. Um, no, even later, 2007. Right. We started in 2004. Okay. Um, yeah, we made the first Test Drive Unlimited, the second one uh, also. In parallel, we have been also trying to make some action-adventure games. I saw that um, there are there are a couple of games that uh, so it's it's driving 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 then yes. alone in the dark <laughs> yes so be, yeah I don't know before we made a, a, few, a few games but not not as known okay uh, we had Kaya Dark Lineage uh, which was mainly um, uh, more for the kids. Uh, it was our first step in uh, action adventure. Uh, so this one w- was really good, but not really well known. So <laughs> we didn't solve so, so much, so many. After that, we made uh, a Titeuf, which mainly a French uh, franchise. franchise. Um, and after that, we uh, we jumped into a Dark, uh, right. which uh, again. Uh, the, g- the game was, um, uh, co- compared to what we used to do, it was not at the standards of quality we, uh, we used to make. Okay. Um, yeah, so we decided to focus on, on racing, uh, basically. Uh, this is where we have, been, uh, we have been successful, and this is where we have most of our um, uh, uh, tool chain on, on knowledge. Great. Um, so you're uh, back um, when you first did V-Rally. Uh, that, was, um, that was one of the original... Um, 
uh, sort of high-profile driving games to the PlayStation. Am I, am I right? I do. I do remember it fondly. Um, it was. Uh, it was an infogram game, wasn't it? Yes, it was infograms on one of the first uh, racing games uh, on PlayStation, okay. just after Ridge Racer. Ah, right. Okay, so it was a very different approach to Ridge Racer. So, how how have driving games changed since since then through until uh, what we're going to talk about shortly, Gear, Gear Club? Yeah. So, so for us, it it have been um, uh, two, two mainly two elements that we try to focus on. Uh, the first one was the um, simulation. Uh, the more power we had, uh, the more um, the be- the better simulation we have been able to do. Uh, uh, so we have been focusing on that. Uh, the second elements. Uh, have been the uh, rendering, uh, of course, obviously. Uh, racing games needs to be uh, impressive. Uh, and we have been, since the beginning, investing in uh, in trying to, to be as realistic as possible. Uh, so uh, all racing games are more uh, based on simulation, accessible, I would say, accessible simulation and, um, on the realistic uh, rendering. Um, and when we jumped into test drive, we we were kind of bored about uh, what the racing g- uh, genre was becoming, which mainly was select your car, select your circuits, three, two, one, go, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, so this was mainly the, uh, the game loop of, of every racing game. Um, so we tried to, to find a new... Um, yes, a, a new way of, of building racing games. So this is where we uh, we invested in um, in this crazy idea uh, <laughs> that we we will be able to uh, to build a, a, a whole island, which was Hawaii at the moment, um, which was open roads, open world, and also massively online. Uh, all that together, uh, and this is what made. Uh, test driver limited uh, so for us it was um, yeah tr- trying to find a new on uh, different way of of of, uh, of racing so for us test drive was more about the fantasy around the, the car not pure track racing it was like uh, you were able to buy your cars you were able to uh, own your own house with garages having your 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 friends coming in on on, on mainly um, uh, enjoying online uh, a virtual world around uh, around car and racing. So is is Gear Club an extension then of of your of your of the sort of Test Drive Unlimited foundations? Does it does it expand upon what you were doing then? Uh, so yes. Um, so for, for us, Gear Club, it's it's uh, a step further. Uh, but with with uh, because um, uh, on Test Drive uh, we had a, a huge team uh, on uh, a, a lot of um, investments uh, on, on into the game. Uh, so for Gear Club, as we have been making the Gear Club on um, on our own, we uh, when we started Gear Club, we were not with a publisher. Uh-huh. It was uh, indie developer basically. Uh, this is what we still have. Um, and what we decided to do is say, okay, uh, test drive. This is what our DNA. This is what we like. What can we do that uh, the test drive was not good at? And um, what what we have read get rid of because it was too expensive. So what we have done is remove the open world. Okay. Uh, this is what we have done. Uh, but every, basically everything else is still there. Uh, and what we have done also is 
I don't know if you played test drive, but, but on test drive, what we had is uh, was this big open world, this um, big competition with the, uh, that uh, online uh, on your uh, houses, on garages that you owned, and you were able to to tune on on customize. Um, I had a, a quite a frustration on that because for me it was like we um, uh, it was a lot of investments on the on the houses and garages, but in the end it was just a, a parking lot uh, where your friends ca- can uh, have a look at your cars. Right. And this was not um, useful enough for us. Um, so this is what we have done on, on test drive on Gear Club. For, sorry, uh, on Gear Club we try to. It's like we force on the your house we call now performance shop on your garage, and you are able to customize it. But uh, uh, you are also able. It is useful. It's, it's the starting of the. Uh, the it's, it's part of the full game loop, um, and you are able to uh, buy new uh, tools on what we call the uh, workshops. Uh-huh. Uh, so you can uh, have your the tools or workshops to uh, enhance your um, your engine, your uh, tires, your uh, uh, brakes, your liveries, colors. So mainly everything you can imagine you can do on on your car. Uh, this is based on a full 3D garage. That at the beginning it's, it's kind of fruit uh, on the on gray, right. <laughs> and in the end you can have uh, robots uh, helping you uh, uh, upgrading your cars. On on the upgrade of the car, it's also at the heart of um, of the uh, of the game loop. Uh, we, uh, when we have been making test drive, uh, a lot of gamers told us that uh, they really like the idea of the open world. On the, the fact that you, everything was live and so on, but they were quite frustrated on on, on the fact that uh, you buy a car on the car. Of course, you were able to uh, add some stickers on it, uh, change the color, but that's it. Um, so now the game loop is about uh, more than that: uh, stickers, colors, but also uh, changing bumpers, changing the um, uh, um, uh, fr- fr- front side ba- ba- uh, right. uh, on the on the left. Uh, uh, we uh, you can add many elements cosmetically, but also uh, changing the, the the engines, making it better, and so on. And in the end, all of these. Influence uh, the uh, physics of the of the car. So, depending on you on your upgrades, your car will uh, oversteer or uh, understeer, or will be really easy to to, uh, to to drive. Or, if, for example, if you are full options on, on on the engine, but you you forget to uh, to upgrade your tires, uh, your 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 you will have a dragster, but be careful on the corners; you will drift a lot. So mainly, this is what's what's Gear Club is now. Okay. Um, so you can drive a lot of very good cars in your games, but I'm just very interested to know what it is that you drive in real life. <laughs> um, so yeah, now I have my family. So <laughs> I used to drive more fun cars. So now my, I, I'm more on the BMW uh, X6, which is a, a big car for having everybody on on, uh, uh, on holidays. But I used to uh, to drive um, maybe my my funnest uh, car was uh, a Lotus Elise. Nice. Uh, Lotus for me, yes, for me it's one of the 
the best cars I've been uh, driving. Are nice, not maybe in the nicest, because I also had a Porsche. Whoa. Um, I know that or one. Or even... Yeah, <laughs> Anne's, Anne's just learned to drive, haven't you, Anne? Yeah, so. I've just learned to drive, and I uh, was trying. Whilst I was learning to drive, I was trying to play different um, driving games, and it turns out they're very bad at teaching you how to drive because <laughs> often you have to speed a lot. Um, and uh, I know from learning how to drive, don't don't speed. No. That's not very good for you. It's one of the fundamentals. Yeah, but I drive a Ford <laughs> Fiesta Blue. Is that is that can we the can blue we one. can we yeah. play that in Gear Club, <laughs> David? So no, you you can't play a, a Ford Fiesta. The oh. cost car DLC the car's close to that. Put it in a loot box. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I will have asking if if Ford Fiesta could could be a a, a good a good adding uh, in DLC. <laughs> Do it in Anne's DLC. Uh, we are running out of time. I did want to quickly ask you though, um, how's it been working on the Switch? Because this is your first Nintendo game for quite some time, and the uh, the impression I'm not sure whether it's fair or not is that um, it's not particularly powerful, but it does sound really ambitious what you're doing. Yes, it's it's not really powerful. Uh, it's not about um, uh, teraflops uh, like the Xbox, Xbox One uh, X. Uh, but but what we liked uh, when we uh, we saw uh, the the beginning of uh, the Switch uh, when Nintendo talked about the Switch to us uh, was the the fact that it was also portable. On 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 again uh, when I'm talking about frustration when I'm developing, I'm, I've also. Uh, Frustration when I'm playing racing games. It's it's all about. I used to play with my friends. Uh, on on there is less and less racing games with uh, split screens, uh, so you can play uh, on the go. Uh, they, they come into your house and, you, and yeah, you can play with your friends. Uh, there is less and less games that, that lets you do that. So it was when we saw the switch, we say okay, let's let's push uh, for the switch. Um, everything related to the um, to the multiplayer. Uh, so now you're so uh, having a split screen uh, with constant frame rate on 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 having uh, uh, being able to to play with, with your friend was what excited us. So that's why we we decided to to jump into uh, into uh, the switch. Great. Uh, you're one of the rare, rare games that um, hasn't slipped its release back. In fact, you've you've um, brought it forward. So when are you out? So it's uh, by the end of the month. The end of the month. Uh, it, 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 it was uh, so the, the game is already uh, uh, ready. So I don't know when it will be. Uh, it will be shipped uh, from from the twenty three to the first of December. Obviously. Okay, great. Well, very best of luck with it. Um, yes, uh, Thanks a lot. thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, bearing with our, our technical inadequacies. Uh, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it and uh, hopefully speak to you soon. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, David. Thanks a lot for reaching me. Cheers. Bye bye. Cheers. Bye. Thank you so much for your letters. Uh, we were quite late with the call today, so we only got a couple in. I think They're good, another though. one that's just come in. Oh, is there? Yeah. Okay, well, you, you crack on those. I'll yeah, say yeah. thank you to David over text, and I'll, I'll join you in a second. All right. All right. Dear team and super special guest, but mainly the super special guest. That's awkward. <laughs> we just hung up on him. Uh, this is from Tony Gowan, so you might guess what's going to happen next. Okay. If 100 cars were dropped on an island, which one would win? <laughs> Ford Fiesta would be of course the blue. blue yeah do you think it would though because surely blue won't camouflage quite as well uh, if you go in the water it's fine 
I nearly <laughs> drove through a Ford is that yesterday. One of the fundamentals of driving. If if you go if in the water, water, it's fine. It's fine. Camouflage. Yeah, okay. I nearly flooded the engine yesterday, so that was a that was a what laugh. What does Tony add at the bottom of his uh, email? Because I think that's quite important. At the bottom uh, of his email, he he adds, "I'm sure I'll get bored of this by the new year." Doesn't seem likely. And then what did you say further down? Sent from my phone. Please excuse brevity and typos. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Any more? (laughs) HTTPS colon slash slash mail dot google dot com. Are we going to stop there? Yep. Good. Uh, dear team and SSG, this weekend, still basking in a post-Marioki afterglow, I watched the film Man vs. Snake, which covers a lot of the same ground as King of Kong, but with a different video game, Nibbler rather than Donkey Kong, and a couple of different protagonists. Despite the similarities, it tells a story of its own and is a little more polished than King of Kong, so gets a solid 7 out of 10, and gets added to the growing list of worthy video games documentaries alongside classics like Indie Game The Movie, from Bedrooms to Billions, and of course, Tron. Is there a game games-related topic you'd like to see picked up as a documentary? I'd like to see a candid behind-the-scenes view of AAA development, warts and all. There's probably plenty of mockumentary material in there too. As a bonus question, who will play you in the forthcoming OLL movie? Keep it rolling. Chris. Ooh, okay. Something I would le- like to see explored by movies. I think Chris is right that there's that there's probably a really good documentary to be made about the process of making a game uh, for you know a 150 person game across four years mm. for consoles or something. I, I guess I would like to see uh, maybe. I'm I'm quite interested in games from other places. Uh, I was talking the other day, I was, I was wondering whether uh, Russia has its own equivalent of itch.io, whether China does as well, because that that um, platform really caters to the West, it seems to. Uh, I think I'd be interested to see like the game-making process uh, as viewed through the eyes of different cultures. That's a good answer. Okay. I would like to see a documentary that focuses on the man that plays the esports that we went to see mm-hmm. um, and how he learned to do a handstand and then make <laughs> his legs pump up and down. That's a better answer. Yeah. Simon? I've got, no, I haven't got a great deal to add. I just, uh, I mean, having moved into a lot of publishing, uh, as I have done uh, a couple, for a couple of years now, I have to say how realistic indie game the movie is, where mm. you go, oh, my game's coming out, my game's coming out. Oh, it's, quick, uh, hit, hit publish. Oh, it's not on store yet. I can't believe it. can't believe it. Oh, no, this is the worst thing. Oh, it's now on store. <laughs> Which is basically indie game the movie. <laughs> it is. It's awful. It's really awful. Yeah. Uh, and who would play you in the movie? Uh, John Blow. <laughs> play, play me. Phil Fish should play me. Come on, who else is in, in the game of the movie, Anne? Come on! Robert Wells would play me, that's correct. And he writes, hello team, hello SSG, I've just finished a short course on the history of video game music run by Abate University on FutureLearn. It's made me want to fiddle with a SID chip. 
I was fascinated to hear Mark Knight refer to the Sony PlayStation as the death of video game music due to the ease in pulling audio from CD at the expense of interactivity. And it's amazing to think that not that long ago you had to code your audio to some frankly bizarre constraints. I've been thinking back to my favourite moments of game music. I think Deus Ex was the first time I used the game music to work out what to do. Explore, sneak, fight or run. What's your favourite bit of game music? Pip, pip, Robert. That's a broad question, isn't it? I was talking about this only recently, actually, in the office while we were waiting for our game to appear on store. Um, (laughs) And, yeah, I mean, if you think about what they used to do with the SID chip, uh, I think that was... Was that eight channels or... Yeah, it was eight, eight channels, I think. So you can only ever have eight sounds playing at the same time or four um, I'm sure somebody will correct me um, which meant that you had to be really creative with where you were sticking the drum beats and the bass lines and all of that sort of stuff and that's why I think I continue to have such a fondness for the works of people like Rob Hubbard and uh, Martin Galway um, and all the rest in fact Rob Hubbard's got a Kickstarter live at the moment I saw that yeah, yeah. which um, I've yet to back but I will do if I was going to, uh, if I'm allowed, am I allowed license tracks? Yes, you are. Uh, then I would choose uh, Life is Strange because that has Mogwai's Kids Will Be Skeletons as part of that game. Love that band. But I also obviously love Prap the Rapper. I'm Jamalami. And I think in uh, modern terms, the soundtrack to uh, Thumper is phenomenal. Um, I don't play with the sound on. <laughs> um... <laughs> And actually, uh, you're wasting your time, Rob Hubbard. I'll get to this in the reviews, but I dislike games where you can't listen to your own music if you're playing a mobile game. Okay, <laughs> is that it? Do we? That's it. Well, thanks for your letters. Yeah, Keep them coming to so team at onelifelife.com. Much okay. That was good, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I talked over it. Okay, uh, let's have a piece of music and then we'll get on with reviews. Left presence 104.4 FM. This is Clam and Trauma, uh, one of One Life Left's favourites and a stalwart of the last few years of our chip music. You always laugh when I do that. Yeah. I think it's cool. Whatever. That's why I laugh. <laughs> 
We had a good time at Marioki the other night, didn't we? We did have a good time. There were lots of new people there. So thank Phenomenal you to everybody who came along. Um, and just, yeah, hit after hit. Astonishing moments. Great. There? Some really good performances. Really, really good performances. Some great new songs. Um, also, sign-ups got filled up very early and I forgot to say stop. Mm. Uh, so we went on really late. Yes, really, really late. Now, we said we were going to launch the Christmas party today. Yep. We're not actually going to do that. Due to issues. Due to issues. But we will launch it on Wednesday evening uh, when the podcast goes out. Never do anything on a Tuesday. Yeah, don't. Just don't. Just don't. Don't Can't tell you why. Reasons. Uh, Wednesday night, though, we will put the tickets on sale then for the Christmas party and it's going to be phenomenal we've got a DJ haven't we yeah we do got a DJ at least he put it in his diary after he'd had a couple of wines (laughs) (laughs) Um, had had anybody asked him or (laughs) just decided Uh, no I asked him of course I did and he said three times that's a tradition yep and we've uh, we've got Santa Claus we hope we will let's, have a Santa let's Claus. See, let's see. Be the same as last year. I quite like the idea of not asking Keith now he's no longer editor yeah. of The Guardian. Yeah. No, sorry, Keith. That was really related to the role. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. So I mean, you're sort of lacking credibility yeah. now. It's not. Now uh, you're just a man asking people to sit on his lap. <laughs> and we're not into that anymore. Oh, well. Don't rule anything out. But it's going to be a good night. It's on the 8th of December. So if you're free on the 8th of December. It's a good job we didn't launch the tickets this evening. Why? Because I set the date as the 15th. <laughs> uh, 15th is when I go away on honeymoon. Oh, OK. So Sorry. I knew, I knew one of those dates thinking. was important. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's going to be a good time. So when we launch those, get your tickets because we will sell out because we are sellouts. Reviews. What have you been playing this week, Scants? I have been playing. I realised it was on my phone for ages and I, uh, it was quite expensive and I hadn't played it yet. Uh, so I started playing Monument Valley 2. What oh. is quite expensive these days for video it's like games? 4 What? Well, I, wow. I should check that because I don't know if that's a fact, but I know that it went over the pound mark. Like right. it went into pounds instead of <laughs> instead of like 99p. So it's expensive. Yeah. That's the it is expensive. Yeah. Did you keep the receipt? They email it to you, so it's... Okay. Is, that, is, that, is that coming off the One Life Left Limited? No, this is um, purely for my entertainment. Okay. Uh, so Monument Valley follows on from... Monument Valley 2 follows on from Monument Valley very clearly in that it's uh, just the same kinds of puzzles that are very, very pretty. Um, only the story this time is slightly more followable uh, in that it's a, it's a mother leading her daughter around and there are occasional bits where you're talking to, to, to this other figure who gives you some wisdom um, and I screen grabbed one of those bits of wisdom and put it on Facebook, Facebook with a little haha mums thing and my mum replied and went that's not accurate uh, because my mum is the biggest troll of me <laughs> that is out there uh, so, so yes it's it's a little puzzle game exactly like Monument Valley so if you liked it you'll like this I am really really enjoying it it's just very satisfying moving the bits and turning things around and going like oh perspective shifts and it turns out that thing meets that thing and somebody could walk across there Um, yeah it's just incredibly pretty very very feels very tactile like very satisfying all the clunky movements um, it's just a nice thing to play on the train. But the only annoying thing is 
you can't listen to your own music oh, whilst it's on. Everyone knows, don't listen with the sound on. Um, so, so what, you want the option to not listen to your own music? No, I want to listen to my own music, but I don't want to listen to video okay. games music. Fair enough. Which is weird. But uh, mm. anyway, I ended up listening to it for a while and it was all right. Um, yeah, great. <laughs> if you like Monument Valley, you'll like this one as well. Seven out of ten. Simon. Uh, I've been playing More Fight on the Switch, uh, which is funny, actually, because it's been described as an indie No Man's Sky. Huh. Implying that No Man's mm. Sky is not indie. Interesting. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Um, there are very... It's it's, uh, it's clearly not as um, expensive as No Man's Sky, I'd imagine, in terms of produce, but also in terms of to buy. Um, it is a low-poly space exploration game, first person, where you're set off across, uh, uh, you're set into a procedurally generated galaxy. Um, the idea being, you need to find the uh, morphite crystals. Uh, you're accompanied by a um, robotic cat and um, an ageing mentor. Um, and yeah, you, uh, he gives you a rough direction in which to go to. Off you go. You don't actually pilot your spaceship uh, f- from A to B, although things can happen whilst you're journeying from A to B. Uh, you land on a planet, uh, and then you need to scan in various life forms, and you sell those scans back in order to buy better uh, equipment. This sounds very like No Man's Sky. Yeah. This sounds, if you were describing this, I would say it was No Man's Sky. Well, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's basically that. Um, it's, I found it quite difficult, actually. I was surprised by how, how easy it was to die in it, and I haven't played No Man's Sky enough to know whether that's a trait that it shares but um given that it's on the switch is what it's what where you won't be playing no man's sky um i think if you go into it sort of eyes open appreciating um not as grand an adventure but one that's uh, you can play in sort of bite-sized chunks uh wherever you go it does look lovely on the big screen by the way particularly uh and this the um the soundtrack's really, really, really nice as well. Uh, yeah, I, th- I found it a um, a <laughs> a pleasant adventure, uh, punctuated by moments of of high difficulty, but uh, enjoyable nonetheless. Seven out of ten. Okay. Uh, did I mention Kitty Rescue last week? Let's say yes. Actually, I don't think I did. Okay, let's say, let's no. say no. No. Okay. Uh, I, I played, like no. Played that. You've got to rescue kittens from. It's a VR game. <laughs> You've got to rescue kittens who are high up in skyscrapers. Uh, it gives you a lot of vertigo, but then there is a sub game where you can throw cats at targets. So I turned it off. Yeah, don't want to do that. Mean. Instead, I can, can I? I've got a question. So you can save kittens from skyscrapers, but yeah. how tall are you? Um, you are human height. How tall are you? Like five foot, five and a half. You would be five foot, five and a half in the game. Okay. How tall are humans? Are they that tall? I think they are roughly that tall. Okay. Um, and uh, it puts you on elevators, takes you up the top okay. of a skyscraper, and then you walk along something, and it's a bit scary. I just imagined it being a bit like you were as tall as a skyscraper and just, like, plucking no. kittens off the top. Well, I also played... I'm sure... Did I mention Cat Sort of VR? No. I've been playing cat-related VR games, so Cat Sort of VR, you would love. What VR is this on? He was pointing This at is on... <laughs> Five. <laughs> you wouldn't like it, For those though. of you listening on the radio. <laughs> 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 uh... So, Cat Sort of VR, uh, you are in a cat factory, and there's a conveyor belt of cats, uh-huh. and they're quite chubby little kittens, and they come yeah. out, and they're like, rrr, 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 and you've got to pick them up from the conveyor belt and examine them to make sure they've got all their parts. 
So you have a look. Have they got the eyes? Have they got the nose? Have they got the butt? Have they got the tail? And if they don't, you have to pull off the tail. It goes, and then you reach around into a bin full of tails. So you pick another tail and then you throw it into the bin. But it's already got a tail. Why would you take a tail off if it's already got a tail? It's the wrong tail. It's a dragon's tail or a rat's tail. or It's got a silly hat on. It's got, you've got to make perfect cats. Right, but I think that striving for, that's just like unrealistic body goals. (laughs) Striving for perfection isn't always the best. Let people just be who they are. Let cats be. If it wants to have a dragon's tail, let it have a dragon's tail. Maybe that's the message. And you could do this in the game. You could pick up a cat with a dragon's tail and love it so much and you would fail the game, but that's okay because you would have that cat. So that's good. I also played Super Hypercube, talking of Phil Fish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the one where you're rotating shapes. (laughs) You're rotating shapes in VR and making them fit through holes, a bit like that game show where you've got a... Oh, that's good, isn't it? Yeah, that that one. What is that called? It's like the whole hole game. Whole whole <laughs> human hole. Yeah, right, yeah. Don't the know. hole. Okay. Uh, Can't talk about Phil Fish in the hole. Phil <laughs> uh, Fish's human hole game. I think <laughs> yeah, okay. was the prior tile, right. didn't they? Uh, yeah, there are no humans in this. You're just uh, rotating blocks. It's it's brilliantly executed. A very very simple game. Uh, I really really liked it. It also feels like the sort of game that should be in VR. Uh, but so with I enjoyed humans. That. All of those games, coincidentally, 7 out of 10. Whoa. Oh, no, it's not with humans. No, but if it's in VR, then it should be that you have to make the shape of the whole... Like, you, it should be the whole game, Yeah. but you have to make How the shape. How are you going to do that? How does VR detect what shape you're making? I don't know. I don't make... You're not... True? I'm, I'm not a developer, Steve. <laughs> Using I'm a creative mind. Yeah. Okay. This is why it's so sad that Connect is dead. And finally, I played... Uh, I don't know how to say it because I've never said it out loud before, but Angare... No, it's not pronounced, no, it's not like, pronounced that. like that. For All right, well, I'll work Try out, it again. I'll work out how to pronounce Angare. it for next week. <laughs> Done. <laughs> score? Oh, what? we'll give it a score next week. Next when was <laughs> Sven? <laughs> yeah. All right, good. Uh, We're approaching the end of the show, aren't we? So tickets on sale on Wednesday, or or probably by the time you hear this podcast. Depending on our caretaker's efficiency with the podcast, he's a bit behind because... We didn't do anything while he was on holiday. Thank you so much. much. We love you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, You're going to Scotland this week. Oh. Just to remind you of an engagement that you have to be at. Yeah, and... Um, so, but that I thought you were telling me I wasn't going to be on the show next week. But no, 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 I'm just saying, don't forget to go to Scotland. Looking this forward to visiting Scotland for the first ever time. No. <laughs> First ever time with Marioki right. ever. I just got put off okay. by an unexpected face in the studio. Yeah, no, yeah. An unexpected but familiar face. Okay. Familiar face. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. 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 <laughs>